Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. Dance Marathon is a student-led philanthropy group on college campuses all over the country. This weekend, both the University of Iowa and Drake University will be holding their big events. That includes 24 hours of nonstop dancing and the culmination of major fundraising efforts. Iowa State University holds their big event on February 10th, and the University of Northern Iowa will hold theirs on March 2nd. There are also many dance marathon fundraisers at schools all over the state. This hour, we are marking the 30th anniversary of Dance Marathon at the University of Iowa. It is one of the founding five Dance Marathon programs launched to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and the biggest in Iowa. Since it began in 1994, the UI Dance Marathon has raised over $34 million and provides financial and emotional support to pediatric cancer patients at the University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital and their families. Later in the hour, we'll meet one of the founding members of UI Dance Dance Marathon and a Dance Marathon family. Brianna and Grayson Wills will be here. They got involved when Grayson's twin brother Calder was diagnosed with cancer in 2016. Now Grayson is a college freshman and a Dance Marathon volunteer. But first, UI Dance Marathon is the biggest student organization on campus, and it is student-led. So we brought the leader here today. Sushma Santhana is a senior in medical engineering at the University of Iowa and this year's executive director of Dance Marathon. Sushma, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So you got involved with Dance Marathon when you were a freshman. What made you want to be a part of it? I So I grew up in the area, and... <coughs> Pediatric cancer had been kind of prevalent in the Iowa City community, um, and specifically Austin Schrader. He was a couple years older than me, um, passed away when I was in seventh grade, and that had a big impact on the community. It had a pretty big impact on me just kind of seeing his impact on the community, and that was when I decided that I wanted to do something about it, and Dance Marathon was at my high school. And so I started there. And then when I went from West High to Liberty High School, we started it there and kept it growing. And then I knew when I came to Iowa, I'd heard about how big this organization was here. And I was excited to be a part of it. So you graduated from high school in the spring of 2020, yep. which is a really fun time to graduate from high school. Then you went to college in the fall of 2020, also a very challenging time. So your first year of Dance Marathon, everything was online, right? Yep, completely. Zoom meetings and everything. Wow. So you still wanted to be involved, although I'm sure that wasn't nearly as much fun. No, but I also didn't know what it was like not on Zoom. So I was like, maybe this this could be awesome. This could be it. And I stuck with it. And then it's got even more awesome. So right. it's been great. You really have been kind of in a, a rebuilding phase now for your entire <laughs> college career. How are things coming together for this year's big event? Um, I'm excited. We have a lot of people signed up. We've raised a lot of money, which you'll find out <laughs> after our big event. Um, but our campaign this year has been Build Lasting Legacies. So we've just kind of been trying to make our mark on this year and help build the organization moving forward. So it's one thing to be involved in Dance Marathon. It's another thing entirely to be the executive director. What made you want to do this? Um, honestly, I never saw myself doing this if you would have asked me a couple years ago. But 
after last year, we had that was the first time that I did the full 24 hours in person after it was virtual for two years. And afterwards, I was just like, that was awesome. Like, that was super cool. I met so many families. And I thought, like, I, I want to do more. Like, I want to be a part of this. I want to have my hands in it and really make some change in the community. And I was like, OK, let's let's try it. Let's let's interview. Let's see what happens. And now here I am. And it's been awesome. Tell me a little bit about your job as executive director. And I say job, although this is a volunteer <laughs> effort, but it sounds kind of like a full time job. Yeah, I definitely put in put in the hours. Um, but I oversee um, a huge team, a student leadership team. So our executive team is me and then 13 other directors and they each lead a committee. So we have about 170 leadership members for this year um, and each of them specialize in a various thing and I meet with each of those directors and talk about how we can combine their plans with my plans and help move the organization forward and look at fundraising numbers and recruitment numbers and um, look at our families and how we can better engage them and just a lot of strategizing and putting visions into place to help the organization grow. How do you balance that with coursework? Um, well, this week, my professors have been really gracious towards me. I emailed them. I was like, this is a really big week. And they were like, awesome. Turn in your work next week, which has been great. Um, but throughout the year, it's been a lot of time management is a big thing. Some late nights, early mornings. But I, every time I'm doing dance marathon stuff, I love what I'm doing for it. When I'm doing school, I want to be doing dance marathon. So I like get the, get the assignment done pretty quickly. I'm like, okay, I can do this stuff now. So for people who haven't experienced dance marathon, um, I think it's kind of hard to describe everything that goes on throughout the year. But let's start with the big event. What will go on this weekend? So we are at the IMU 24 hours. We take over the whole entire building. Um, we have like a main stage area, which there's stuff going on on that stage for the full 24 hours. We have some awesome DJs that jam out throughout the 24 hours. Um, I think we have close to 175 of our families attending the event. And so we have a family room up on the second floor and families and kids are just kind of everywhere and hanging out and participating in a bunch of activities and there's still fundraising going on throughout the event, even though we've been awake for 20-some hours. And um, just a lot of um, dedicating time to helping these kids just feel like kids and have some fun. And then us on our feet for these 24 hours to do something difficult because fighting cancer is also difficult. And while it's not the exact same thing, it's, right. it's still something difficult that we're doing. So during that 24 hours of dancing, there all these families that are there, they're having a great time, but they're also sharing their stories. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we have just about every hour on our main stage, we have a family come and share their story with us. And we support three different kinds of families. So we support active families that are currently going through treatment, forever families, which are ones that are five years cancer free. And then families that are dancing in our hearts, so ones that their kiddo unfortunately passed away. And we have all of them, if they're willing to, share their story on stage. And then we also have um, a program called a rep program where families that want to can be paired in like this one-to-one -one pairing with our members of Dance Marathon and get to know them throughout the year. And then at the big event, we have these things called rep meetups where these families are in a smaller setting, not on the big main stage, but they get to share their story with like their rep pairing or the groups and whoever wants to learn more about them, which is, it's really motivating to hear those stories when you're struggling 
Um, we have them Friday night to get you started. And then Saturday morning after you just made it overnight, not sleeping, there's more inspiration and more um, families to talk to. Right. Awesome. And people are donating hair to Locks of Love on stage, getting their hair cut. There are all kinds of, of things yes. happening. <laughs> so, I mean, it just sounds like an incredibly intense emotional experience for the volunteers, too. And I'm, I'm sure the families. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. When you walk in that ballroom, we have we paint a pillowcase for every single one of our families kind of commemorating the year. And right when you walk into the ballroom, all the walls are just lined with those pillowcases of names and families. And that's like the first thing you see. And it's already hung up now in the ballroom. So every day I've just kind of been walking in there and looking around. And it's just really awesome that we're able to support this many people and that they feel supported and like being a part of this as well. So in addition to the the fundraising and the big event, you are also interacting with or the, the kids, the students who choose to volunteer in this way can be interacting with these families throughout the year in different ways, actively working with uh, cancer patients who are in the hospital yeah. Also hosting fun events, going to Adventureland and and having picnics and and doing other fun things with the families and and really connecting with them, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I've had the opportunity to volunteer on the 11th floor this year, and it's just like really solidified my understanding of the impact that we're able to make for these families. Like I'd never before this year, I'd known families, I've gotten to know them, but I'd never been right there like when a family is going through that battle and seeing that this year has been super impactful. And these family events, they're just so much fun. I love, love being a part of them, going to the zoo, going to, we do one at Camp Wapsi where we're just doing all these fun camp things. And it's just, I don't know if it's more fun for me or the kids that are going there, but I look forward to them every year. Dance Marathon also supports uh, camp opportunities for the patients and for their siblings if they choose to to go to these summer camps. And so there are are many different things in addition to developing these relationships that a rep has with a family. What has been for you the most powerful part of this experience? Um, Definitely the people that I've been able to meet, like like the student volunteers within the organization, but also the families and kids that I've been able to meet like through my participation in this organization. It's like sitting in a room with 170 other people my age and like knowing that we're there together making this difference and we all have this common cause and we're just a bunch of like some of the people in that room are 18. We're like 18 to 22 years old and it's kind of crazy, but um, it's something that I've been a part of for a long time and to see other people like gathering around this cause is just super impactful and really awesome. And then being able to meet all these families and I'll go into a room and hang out with a kid for a while and I'll head out and they're like, thank you so much for playing. Like, we look forward to seeing you every week like that. That was just an hour of my day. But like knowing that I might have just made that kid's day and helped him get through his treatment for that day, like... It's very powerful being right. in that room. Giving the family a little bit of a sunshine, mm-hmm. a little bit of a break in what can be such a difficult time. So you're graduating this spring in medical engineering. Has doing dance marathon impacted your future goals at all? Yes. Yeah, so I've been in the hospital setting a lot throughout my time in college, um, volunteering and whatnot. And especially working with, I'd known I wanted to go into working on medical devices in some capacity when I went into biomedical engineering, but spending a lot of these times with these kids, I think at this point I would hope to make medical devices that make the hospital setting a little less scary, making less invasive products for kids because like I'll be in there when 
they're having like something placed or something happening and it's just it's not fun especially for the kid but to witness it and so I think using some of the things I've learned in these past four years to make some devices that make the hospital stay a little better would be awesome. Well, thank you so much for, I'm sure you're incredibly busy this week, so thank you for taking the time to talk with us and have an amazing time this weekend. Thank you so much. Sushma Santana is a senior in medical engineering at the University of Iowa and this year's executive director of the University of Iowa Dance Marathon. The big event is coming up this weekend at the University of Iowa Memorial Union. UI Dance Marathon is turning 30 this year, and we will find out more in a moment. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News. Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. This hour, we are marking the 30th anniversary of Dance Marathon at the University of Iowa. There are dance marathons at other universities in Iowa. There are many dance marathons at schools all over the state. The University of Iowa Dance Marathon is one of the founding five dance marathon programs launched to support Children's Miracle Network hospitals, and it's the biggest in Iowa. Since it began in 1994, the UI Dance Marathon has raised over $34 million. And this year's big event is February 2nd and 3rd at the Iowa Memorial Union. Sheila Baldwin is one of the founding members of the University of Iowa Dance Marathon. These days, she is Senior Vice President of Health Sciences Development at the University of Iowa Center for Advancement. Sheila, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Charity. So before we talk about University of Iowa Dance Marathon. Dance Marathon itself started at Penn State, right, back in 1974? It did. It did. And it was this phenomenon um, that kind of took the, I would say, the the grassroots fundraising world by storm. And uh, Children's Miracle Network National Organization took note of that. All right. And so they trademarked this idea of dance marathon. How Do you know how the University of Iowa was selected at one of the pilot schools? Yeah. So there were actually three pilot schools um, that were selected. And uh, it, it really kind of came down to um, the, the um, director of the Children's Miracle Network was, was game to do it, was excited to do it. And at the time, um, the student advisor of the um, of the Greek system at the University of Iowa, Mary Peterson, had been hearing about Dance Marathon from her counterpart at Penn State, Rick Funk, for years and years. And um, so when the opportunity came up for Iowa to be one of the tests, um, those two women together decided they were game to give it a shot. So take us back in time to who you were in 1994. I mean, how did you become one of the founding members of Dance Marathon? Yeah, so my story actually begins before that, when I was a teenager. Um, uh, So I'm from Garner, Iowa, North Central Iowa. And when I was a teenager, I was treated for cancer at the University of Iowa. And so I had had an interest in 
uh, doing things to raise money to support other patients and had done some small fundraisers in my community and then chose to become a student at the University of Iowa. And so the fall of 1994, I arrived on campus and that was really just in the early days of sketching out this pilot year of the University of Iowa Dance Marathon. And because of my involvement already in raising some money and because of my um, just my experience being a cancer patient myself, um, I, I was asked if it was something I was interested in participating in. And I, I said yes. And it was fantastic because um, it was only a few weeks into the semester. And, you know, I, I was still trying to find like my people. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was still trying to find, it's a huge campus. And when you come from a small town and you're on this huge campus and, you know, a small town where you're very involved in absolutely everything. And you're, you're looking at all of these opportunities at the university of Iowa and saying, what am I going to do? Um, so it was just, it was a perfect pairing. Um, this opportunity, you know, someone who was aware of my experience and my background, who, who asked if I wanted to be involved. And um, that's how that came to be. So when you were recruited, I mean, you had to build this mostly from scratch, obviously with support from the Children's Miracle Network, but this is a student-led, student-run organization. That first year, they took you to Penn State so you could see that dance marathon in action? Yeah, they did. So that was kind of part of the uh, being a pilot school. So the Children's Miracle Network National Organization um had, I, I guess, let's say, purchased the rights from Penn State to be able to replicate this at other schools. And um, so our group traveled to see THON at Penn State, which is what they call it. And um, I will be honest and tell you, it was completely overwhelming um, to see that in action. I remember thinking, I'm not sure how helpful this is going to be because I don't think these students have any memory of how this all started. Sure. Well, because it was, at that they were time, 20 years into it. Right. They were 20 years into it. They were raising millions of dollars. Um, and so Penn State had also really distilled kind of the, the I would say, the, the process and the logistics of their event into a big binder that each of the three pilot schools had. And, um, you know, it really kind of was step by step, the different um, kind of the different student volunteer directors, what their roles were, different committees that should be recruited, what their roles were, you know, how to handle uh, the dancers time when they were there. So that first year, we really we followed that binder pretty closely. Um, and we, we were a 36 hour event that very first year. Um, we kicked off at 10 AM on a Saturday morning and we finished at 10 PM on a Sunday night. And it was actually, um, it was in April. It was in April of that year. And, um, 36 hours is a really long time. (laughs) Really long time. Oh my goodness. Uh, How many people were involved that first year? Yeah. So my recollection is in terms of the dancers. So that first year we were actually kind of the way we rolled out on campus is that we were a philanthropy um, of the Greek system at Iowa. And so, you know, one of the hallmarks of the Greek system is giving back and philanthropy. And so the way Dance Marathon was presented was this is this is a philanthropy that all houses will be involved in. 
And so um, fraternities and sororities kind of paired up uh, to select their dancers and to do some fundraising. And so I think that first year we had about 300 dancers. So really kind of um, pairings of about 150, uh, you know, uh, women and men from the from the Greek system. So about 300 dancers is my recollection. And how much money did you raise that first year? Yeah. So that first year we raised $31,000. And I'll tell you, it it felt like 10 million to us. $31,000 was so much money. And, you know, the interesting part of it, we didn't, we didn't reveal, or we didn't find out what that final tally was until the very end. And honestly, the number of dollars we raised by that point had become almost an afterthought because all of our effort leading up to the event. And then during the event was on, how are we going to get dancers registered? How are we going to make sure people show up? How are we going to feed them? What are we going to do with them for 36 hours? Are they going to stay? (laughs) Is anybody going to be here at the end of this? Um, And something else that really unveiled itself over the course of the weekend was um, we had invited families whose children were being treated at the University of Iowa to come and share their stories with dancers. And um, so every couple of hours, a family got up on stage to speak. And that that's what sealed it for all of us um, who were involved and anybody who was there that first year in recognizing that this is something really, really special. And, um, and, and kind of that knowledge that you were, you were coming together to do something really, really good. And so in the final minutes, um, you know, it was somebody's idea to quick make a tote board out of some old posters and, and hold it up and, uh, to, to share that $31,000 had been made. So that was just, you know, that was the cherry on top of the weekend. And Dance Marathon Now is a is a year-round organization, and there are lots mm-hmm. of different elements, and, and we've already talked about some of them this hour. But I've, I've witnessed the big event. I've not been a part of it. But mm-hmm. just to be there, I mean, the energy is palpable. And obviously, these dancers are going through something that is very physically intense, something Mm -hmm. that is socially intense. And then to know that they're helping people to hear these incredibly emotional and powerful stories throughout. Can you give me a sense of what it feels like to be part of that? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the benefit that every year of Dance Marathon has had after that first year is people who have been a part of that event and part of that magic and part of being all together, certainly for the high points, the dancing, um, you know, the entertainment, and then being together, standing and listening to those stories of patients and remembering and honoring the children who have passed away. Once you've been there and you've experienced it, you understand how, even though this is a year long organization that does tremendous things, that 24 hours of being in the IMU together is, it's a must, it's a must. Um, You know, people feel the need to be there and be part of it. Um, And I think the reason Dance Marathon has continued to be so successful is because people, once they experience that magic, 
they don't want to miss it. I'm talking with Sheila Baldwin, one of the founding members of the University of Iowa Dance Marathon. UI Dance Marathon is turning 30 this year. And so we talked about the first year raising $31,000, which was an incredible achievement. How did it develop over the four years that you were in school? Yeah, so um, so that very first year, as I had mentioned, it was really kind of sponsored by the Greek community at the University of Iowa. And over the course of my four years being involved, so I was not in a Greek chapter. Um, and we really kind of saw the opportunity to um, involve a much larger group of students. I was actually a great example of students who weren't involved um, in Greek life who wanted to be part of something big. And so that's one of the things I'm most proud about in my time with the organization is how much we fostered relationships with other student groups and with what we kind of call non-affiliated donor, um, non-affiliated dancers. I remember um, putting door hang tags. We went into all the dorms. Um, that was before, you know, dorms were secured. You could just walk in and walk down the hallways. And we put hang tags on all of the doors of, of the dorm, looking for students who wanted to be involved in something. And then the next year, we expanded that and we started doing it in apartment buildings around campus. Um, I mean, I remember enlisting my roommates to help me with that and bless them for, for always saying yes to the crazy things I asked, um, asked them to do. Um, but, you know, by year four, which was when I was a senior, there were more non-Greek affiliated students participating um, than there were Greek students. And so that has really, I think, I think that was partially what was responsible for the continued growth is, you know, now you're looking at a student population of 30,000 um, instead of, you know, the, the thousands that are involved in the Greek community right. of Iowa. I, I want, if you will, for you to reflect a little bit. I mean, you were treated for cancer when you were a teenager, a young teenager. You went through a really difficult time. Dance Marathon is a very big part of many children's cancer journey now, mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. when they're going through treatment, but forever after. There mm -hmm. are family events, there's support for siblings, there, I mean, they, they go to the big event if they can or if they want mm -hmm. to, but there are all these other things that go on throughout the year. And Dance Marathon has really partnered with the Children's Hospital, with Stead Family Children's Hospital in Iowa City, and they've endowed several different positions, including a child life specialist position, which is dedicated to making lives easier for kids who are going through serious treatment. Think for me a little bit about what it was like to be treated for cancer when you were a child and, and what it might be like for children today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, fortunately, it's been decades now since I was treated for cancer. Um, when I was treated, um, you know, there had not been as many advances in terms of how treatment was delivered or how symptoms like nausea could be managed. And so when I was treated for cancer, I underwent chemotherapy and it was all in. I was an inpatient the entire time um, I was getting my chemotherapy. Um, you know, we would go home between cycles 
um, but then come back to the hospital. And um, I mean, it was it was it was really intense. Um, I was a, a young teenager and it really as a teenage girl, it was about the worst time um, socially for that to happen. Um, you know, my friends were all developing kind of, you know, friend groups and girls were getting into doing their hair and their makeup. And, you know, I'm losing my hair at that same time. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really socially isolating, um, for, for kids who are, are going through that and, and need to either spend time physically at the hospital or just spend time dealing with their healthcare issue. Um, you know, they miss out on a lot. And I think that's one of the things that compelled me as a student involved in Dance Marathon to move beyond doing a weekend long fundraising event to parlaying the enthusiasm and the dedication of these students throughout the course of the year. And, um, you know, students started being matched up with families um, in kind of a, you know, adopt a family type situation. And, um, you know, student volunteers did game night at the hospital uh, every single, uh, every single week and, and spending that time and I just thought back to my own experience with cancer and how much you miss out on and thinking about to be able to provide this distraction to those families, um, to know that college students are coming to see you. I, I just think about that that can make a positive, uh, that, can, that can create a positive aspect to being treated for cancer. I mean, no, no child, no parent would ever choose to go through that. Um, but the reality is it's going to happen. And so how can that experience be made as, as positive as possible? And, um, you know, I think something that has been so telling about the impact of dance marathon students in the lives of families is, you know, hearing a parent say, well, you know, when I told when I told Mara that it was time to go to the hospital, she said, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see my dance marathon friends. Oh, wow. So this is a child who's saying, I'm looking forward to going to a hospital. Um, and, you know, those relationships were, um, were and, and with current students are incredibly special. Um, the family that I was uh, paired up with for my years in school, um, she was in my wedding. Uh, the patient was in my wedding because we had gotten so close with the family and, and she and her parents were such an important part of my life at that point. Sheila Baldwin, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. Sheila Baldwin is one of the founding members of the University of Iowa Dance Marathon, which is turning 30 this year. These days, she is Senior Vice President of Health Sciences Development at the University of Iowa Center for Advancement. And we will continue our conversation about Dance Marathon in a moment. This is Talk of Iowa from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
It's Talk of Iowa from IPR News. I'm Charity Nebbe. This hour, we are marking the 30th anniversary of Dance Marathon at the University of Iowa. There are dance marathons at other universities in Iowa and many dance marathons at schools all over the state. But the University of Iowa Dance Marathon is one of the founding five dance marathon programs launched to support Children's Miracle Network hospitals, and it is the biggest in Iowa. Since it began in 1994, the UI Dance Marathon has raised over $34 million. And we have talked about how the organization has evolved over the last 30 years, what the student experience is like. But with me now are two members of a family that has been involved in Dance Marathon in different ways. Brianna Wills is a mother of four and communications manager for the University of Iowa Utilities provider, Engie. Her son Calder was diagnosed with cancer when he was 10 years old in 2016, and he passed away in November of 2017. Brianna, hello. Hi, thanks for having me, Charity. Also with us is Grayson Wills. He is Calder's twin brother, and he is now a freshman studying nursing at the University of Iowa, and he's participating in Dance Marathon as a volunteer. Hello, Grayson. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's wonderful to have you both here. And Brianna, take us back in time. When Calder was sick, what role did Dance Marathon play in your lives? So Dance Marathon, uh, if you don't know it's it's more than just the big event the big event is kind of what it's known for is the signature event where they you know all the students get together and they dance for 24 hours but behind the scenes dance marathon is much more than that it's a really significant family support group and when I when I say that, what I mean by that is um, there's a group of students that um, a lot of times there are nursing professions or pre-nursing, pre-med um, type students, social work. Um, they come and they visit the families on the floor. And it is a role that is almost like a respite care for the families because when you're there on the floor, it's just exhausting. Over Calder's 19 months uh, – you know, journey, we spent more than 300 days inpatient. And by inpatient, I mean, literally in the hospital. So as you can imagine, there's not a lot to do in the hospital, right? You're confined to a bedroom. A lot of times your child is very sick. You know, they could have, you know, all kinds of medical problems, you know, uh, vomiting or low blood counts where they can't really necessarily get out and mingle with the other kids on the floor. So the students that come in that are part of Dance Marathon, um, they work to bond with these kids, to entertain them. And, uh, you know, I think Grayson will tell you in a moment about several people that became very much very close friends of ours that were students that made a big impact on our life when Calder was in that journey. You know, the program is they we do um, special events throughout the whole entire year where the families get together Um, And that could be you have an active child, which there's kind of three different kinds of families. So an active child would be a family that's currently in treatment. Um, There's a forever family who essentially their child has had cancer and um, gotten past the active phase of treatment. And then then there's dancing in your heart families, which are what our family is when um, Dance Marathon still supports your family, but your child has passed on from the cancer diagnosis. So and I think actually Dance Marathon is very unique um, in 
in that way that they do support the families after the child has passed on, um, because that's a very different journey. Um, and uh, they do a really great job of keeping those families um, together and feeling like you're still included. And I think one of the biggest fears of families and part of the grief process is that your child has passed on and they are forgotten. Yeah. And so the fact that Dance Marathon still keeps these families and the children and the name of your child still close at heart is just – it's really heartwarming and certainly keeps us um, engaged and keeps us coming back year after year where we can talk about Calder and talk about his story. Because out in the general public, um, people can get very uncomfortable with you talking about, you know, anyone who's passed away. But, you know, I – you know, you l- gain and lose friends as their comfort with, you know, when you have a tragedy in your family. Um, some people are not comfortable with you speaking about yeah. someone who's passed away, particularly a child. It brings up lots of uncomfortable emotions and everyone's just not comfortable with that. So Dance Marathon is a very unique space for that. And another unique thing about Dance Marathon and Grace and I am sure you have lots of memories and lots of thoughts about this. When you have a sibling who gets sick, that radically changes what's going on at home. It radically changes the family dynamic. And in so many ways, all of the attention becomes focused on that child that has so many needs. I'm sure that that was hard in a lot of ways. I mean, Dance Marathon does pay attention to the siblings. That's part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like initially coming into it, like we knew nothing about Dance Marathon, you know, living in Iowa City, like how could you not hear about Dance Marathon being the largest organization at the university? And right. it doesn't really reach out that far until you're ex- until you experience childhood cancer. Um, and so, certainly, you know, I felt a lot of being forgotten initially, very, very initially. But I'm pretty sure Dance Marathon reached out almost immediately. And I think that they, um, you know, I there wasn't really a whole lot. At the beginning, at the first month, two, three, four, maybe even five months in. Um, But I don't know that I was necessarily even looking for that, but I think it was definitely there. I think Dance Marathon definitely could have been there had I been looking for it. Um, But, you know, like I remember, I think you guys met David and David was kind of that one person that Calder really liked. And so, you know, we didn't really spend much time or my sisters and I didn't spend much time in the hospital. Um, it's not really a pleasant place. Right. There's um, a lot of bad stuff going on in such a small area. Um, and it's it's intimidating, really scary. I can still remember the smells, the looks, you know, that kind of stuff, the sounds your shoes make um, and that kind of stuff. And, and David so, was a dance marathon student. So he's and, one of these students that we're talking about that bonded with our family. And, you know, um, after Calder was, um, he bonded, you know, with Calder, but after Calder died, um, he took on a very wonderful world with Grayson, you know, um, you know, a, someone that Grayson could speak with about Calder. And that was something that was very hard to find. Yeah. I mean, I always had my parents. I always had my family, um, friends, kind of struggled to understand sure at the age of 13 everyone you're you're moving on to seventh grade and in iowa city like going to seventh grade is moving a new school so everyone is trying to find their friends um and i had to both find my friends and deal with such a tough tragedy um and so um that was particularly kind of interesting and I, i didn't really necessarily want to bother people with that so david was an 
excellent way for me to kind of get back up on my horse and realize that, you know, this experience is really terrible, but I can really do something with it. And you didn't want to be defined by this loss. No, certainly. I don't think anyone ever wants to be defined by a loss. Um, And I think that especially after a loss and even after a kid has cancer and maybe goes further on, they don't want to be defined by it either. They want to, you know, they want to live the normal life. Not that you'll ever get to live the normal life ever again, but you certainly grow from it and become a better person from it. And so I think David just was a phenomenal guy for for the situation that I was in. To have David as a big brother was phenomenal because no 22-year-old wants to hang out with the 13-year-old. Well, apparently thousands <laughs> of them do is what, I, what, is no, what I'm and, learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what's so spe- special yeah. about Dance Marathon is, you know, you don't think people would ever want to do it. And you sit back and you're like, would I want to do that? But, I mean, these people are absolutely amazing. Talk about a giant family of people who want to be there, want to make the difference. And, I mean, that's Dance Marathon. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. So... Uh, you are studying nursing, mm-hmm. and I suspect that your brother is a big part of that decision. When did you decide this is the path you wanted to take? Um, I, you know, had kind of dad being an orthopedic surgeon, you know, kind of intimidating. Like, that's a lot of school. It's, yeah. That's tough. And so I think he really shared with us what it meant to find your passion, to find what giving back to the community looked like. Um, and personally, like, being an orthopedic surgeon wasn't something that I wanted. I was kind of looking for a way for me to get back not only to, you know, potentially the pediatric cancer world of things, but also if I want to do orthopedics, I can also do orthopedics as a nurse. Um, and so I really like the flexibility of nursing. And I think that that had a large role of, on it, but I don't think I could ever go into, into that field. I think that would be very tough for me. When you decided that you were going to go to the University of Iowa, when did you start thinking about dance marathon? Um, I mean, dance marathon was on the on the ropes before Iowa was. I knew that Iowa always had a good nursing program, and I knew that I always wanted to be a nurse after the after our experience. Um, but I just it it's kind of always been on my you mind. You just knew I, that when you were in college, yeah, this was going to be part I, of it. I, in high school, I thought about it, and it was a little too close to home in high school. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want everyone to know. And so um, coming here, I get to decide my involvement. Um, right now, I kind of spend more of the time on the backbone raising the money. Um, and those are the people that you're not seeing and those students you're not necessarily seeing. But then there's people like David who are like, a hundred percent in like there every day for these kids. And so I think what's unique about dance marathon is you get to decide what you want to do. And there's, you can always climb the ladder if you want, and you don't have to climb the ladder if you don't want, but you get to decide your involvement. Now for a freshman, I just checked your ticker. You've raised a lot of money. I mean, not just for a freshman, for anybody, you've raised a lot of money. Um, We are recording this conversation on Monday, and I think you were sitting at $13,695, which is pretty impressive. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> so. What's you? It seems like you've really thrown yourself into this. It's it's kind of a large network. I know we used uh, Mom's company NG to kind of get the ball rolling, but I think that we kind of looked not only into what NG had to offer, but also 
like what we could pull from our large network of people. So I think the interesting thing is I could pull the five to ten dollars to twenty five dollars from my friends and mm-hmm. my college friends who don't have a ton to give, but are still like, you know, I really love this. Like this is amazing. Um, but we even used Mum's larger circle. And so that larger circle brought in those 100s, those 1,000s. And I think NG even sponsored, I think. Yeah. So what Grayson's um, uh, referencing there is I used the gift, the magical gift of matching gift from my company. So we, um, when Calder passed away, he had a college fund that his grandparents had set up. We took that college fund and put it into a donor-advised fund that we then um, used to, to give money to different organizations. So we used that money, and then my company matched it 100%. So a, you know, a medium-sized gift became a very large gift, and, and that's just ways to kind of creatively fundraise, is to really look at all your networks, you know, the, the grandparents, your friends, even your college friends. Uh, you know, we got a gift, a completely large surprise gift from someone I haven't talked to in years, but, you know, they're a Facebook friend, and they follow our story, and, you know, they have the means to do so. And and so they they made a wonderful gift. And that was very touching that people still remember our story and still remember us sharing the journey. Um, And, you know, really want to cheer on Grayson as, you know, particularly as his first year and his first experience at the University of Iowa um, during Dance Marathon. So Grayson, so much of your high school years were defined by the pandemic. And I know that you were really busy diving, among other things. during those pandemic years, of course, the the big event couldn't take place because not only can you not bring that many people together, but you certainly don't want to bring people who are getting cancer treatment together if there's a, a possibility of contracting COVID-19 at the same time. So I mean, quickly, Brianna, how, how did your involvement with Dance Marathon morph over that time? I know you've got two daughters, too, and Dance Marathon's fun. So how, how yeah. have you guys stayed active. Yeah, I mean, like with many organizations, Dance Marathon had to pivot during COVID. Um, They did do two years of um, a virtual event because this event takes place in February. They were kind of on the forefront of the very early days of COVID, like, do we have it? Do we not? And they didn't. Um, And so for two years, it was a fully remote event. And I will tell you, even not having the big event and not having students necessarily even on campus. I mean, even a lot of the learning, you know, the campus life wasn't even the same. They raised over a million dollars each of those years, remote years. And that is really a testament to to the power of the message and to the power of all the energy that that organization had built over the years. And I think it's fair to say, and I think everyone agree, you know, they're still in a rebuilding phase from the COVID years. Um, you know, the one year uh, we had over 3,000 students, you know, in the room at one time. That was the year they raised over $3 million. And I will tell you, 3,000 students in the IMU in the ballroom is is a really spectacular, exciting event. So, you know, like last year, we had closer, I think, like a thousand. And I think they said they had like 1,200, 1,500 this year. So um, it takes some time to rebuild the momentum. And I think, you know, I see that. I work on campus here. So I see that across all the student groups. 
it's just it, it takes some time. But I, I think, you know, they had a solid group this year. I think one of the great things is the students are willing to learn, hear from the families who've been involved for year after year and say, like, these are things that were really great. Let's, you know, reimplement that. But it's also an opportunity to pivot and say, you know, all those things we used to do, a whole bunch of those didn't really work that great. So now we have kind of an excuse almost to pivot and change and make things, you know, work even better and 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 create new traditions even. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, you know, how do you look at it? As a, do you look at it as like a bad thing or do you kind of turn it around and think of it as an opportunity? Your family, obviously, you you went through so much losing Calder, but you've done so many things to keep his memory alive and to create a positive legacy out of this terrible loss. We only have about a minute left, but does this feel like part of that, creating this positive legacy, Grayson? Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, I wake up in the morning and Sometimes I'll have a dream about him still being alive. So it's, you know, it can be particularly tough to put my feet down and get walking. But I think certainly every step we take towards finding a cure is, is makes me feel like we're doing something for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any way we can raise a penny to find the cure, I'll do it. So. And touch those kids who are going through what he went through and those kids who went through what are going through what you went through, too. I, I think certainly like seeing those kids smile is is sometimes the only reason I want to get out of bed. So certainly I'll keep doing as much as I can. Yeah, I think uh, Grayson and I and, and our family particularly have, have thought about how do we use Calder's story. Childhood ha- cancer is not as rare as we'd like to believe. You know, it's like one in 380 kids will be diagnosed worldwide with cancer. And in that, one in five of those children will die. We want to keep you know, those thoughts and, and like Grayson said, the research and supporting the faculty so that we have the, the best faculty here to treat the kids that do have cancer right here in Iowa City. So that's kind of what keeps us going. Brianna and Grayson, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mother and son, Brianna and Grayson Wills. Grayson's twin brother, Calder, passed away from cancer in 2017. They were a dance marathon family when he was growing up. And now, as a freshman studying nursing at the University of Iowa, he is participating in dance marathon as a volunteer. The University of Iowa Dance Marathon turns 30 this year. The big event is coming up February 2nd and 3rd. This is Talk of Iowa.